0: Hello, 911? I'd like to report a murder. The Falcons just got killed by the Chicago Bears 37 to 17. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And guys, if you don't know me, I'm your very humble host, Aaron Freeman. Been covering the Falcons for far too long, formerly at falcfans.com, RIP, still going strong on this illustrious podcast. And I thank each and every one of you that makes this illustrious podcast your first listen. Shout out to the everydayers. You guys have supported me over this past calendar year in 2023 as usual, and I appreciate your support. And I hope that you have a great 2024, even if the Falcons don't provide it. But all you got to do to become an everyday or subscriber follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. So today's postcast uh, rapid reaction is going to be similar to the postcast that you may have heard me on uh, the Locked On Sports Atlanta uh, live after the show. We're going to cover a lot of the same topics. Uh, I had to solo that with Tanitra and Jarvis being out. Hopefully we'll have less coughing due to COVID on today's rapid reaction here on Lockdown Falcons. So I won't make any promises there, but we'll talk about Arthur Smith's job status. We'll talk about the future of the Falcons quarterback situation, and we'll talk about why they lost. And we'll start there with uh, the Falcons, you know, no showing this game. And that's going to potentially have dire consequences. We're going to talk about Arthur Smith's job status. I, earlier, you know, after last week's win against the Colts, I was like, yeah, he's like 94% likely to be back next year. Um, you know, I'm not going to give a percentage on it today. We'll talk about that later. But like the reason why the Falcons lost was because they got absolutely annihilated by DJ Moore in this game. Like that, if you want to boil it down to one thing, they couldn't stop DJ Moore. He had like nine catches, 159 yards, five 20 plus yard plays on that postcast. I basically said it was like a Tyreek Hill type of performance from DJ Moore. You know, there were multiple drives in this game where it started off with a big play from DJ Moore, right? and then on pretty much it seemed like every drive where you didn't get that big play on DJ Moore in first down the first third down of the, of that series like a third and eight or whatever they would get an explosive play. So it was like, hey, just keep feeding that guy cuz the Falcons have no way to stop him, right? And that's where like, you know, we we're, we're going to play the blame game on why the Falcons lost and it's like this is on Arthur Blank or this is on Arthur Smith or this is on Ryan Nielsen, this is on Taylor Hyde, whatever. Right. But ultimately the game boiled down to like, why did the Falcons lose on the football field? Because they couldn't stop DJ Moore and they couldn't stop giving up explosive plays nine plus 20 yard plays given up in this game by the Falcons defense. And when the, when the Falcons fell into that hole, 14, nothing with the bears scoring on their two opening drives. Right. And then, you know, they were on a, what they were down 21 to seven, going into halftime, then 24-7 to at the beginning, you know, at the second half after the Bears got a field goal drive. Like, the Falcons don't have the firepower to claw their way back into the football game, right? You know, their only explosive play, I think, in the second half was a 24-yard touchdown run by Taylor Heineke, right? And I know a lot of people are like, hey, you know, the reason why the Falcons can't come back in games is because they have bad play calling, which certainly I think is a factor, right? We've been talking since Arthur Smith's, the day he was hired, about... Is he good at dialing up explosive plays? And the question so far through three years is not really. But at the same time, the Falcons don't really have the personnel to really be this explosive team because their most explosive weapon this year has been Drake London on like 50-50 balls down the field. And they try to deep shot to Kyle Pitts that Heineke missed in the end zone that could have, you know, opened this game wide open on like I think that opening drive. Uh, But, you know, they've tried those deep shots of Kyle Pitts all year long. They haven't been connecting on him for two years. Maybe, maybe, right, with Kyle Pitts healthier next year, maybe they start connecting on some of those go balls and and fades and whatnot uh, that they were doing in his rookie year, but we'll see. But this team's entire identity is wrapped around their run game and their defense, and their run game was mostly a non-factor, as we thought it probably would be going up against – arguably the league's, you know, depending on what metric you look at, you know, arguably the league's best run defense. You know, Bijan had a couple of nice runs in this game. He had a 21-yard run on, like, the second play of the game, right? The Falcons got 43 yards on their first two plays, two explosive plays. You're like, okay, this is different for the Falcons. And then it was, like, pretty much nothing after that, right? They got a couple more explosive plays. Don't get me wrong. But it was just, like, that was that was the outlier as opposed to the norm, right? But most of their success running the football was, like, on Heineke scrambles. And then, of course, the defense got annihilated. So, like the two sort of building pillars of your identity, you know, were not effective in this game. And the Falcons just don't have a lot to offer other than that. And I know that's disappointing to a lot of folks because they look at, hey, we've invested all these re- premium resources in, in terms of top ten draft picks on offensive weapons, and you're sitting here telling me on the podcast, Aaron, that we they're not good enough. Isn't that an indictment of this regime? Sure, if you want to take it that way. But the, the truth of the matter is, like, they're not good enough, guys. Like, they're good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying London and Pitts and Robinson are, are trash. They're all key building block players for this football team, but without the quarterback, without more explosive, like, it's going to be a priority, guys. You know, you're going to see a lot of mock drafts that are basically going to be quarterback or wide receiver over the next, you know, four to five months uh, with the Falcons. i not saying that this is going to be the only picks, because cornerback and defensive end, edge rusher, whatever you want to call it, offensive tackle, I'm sure will get some attention. You know, we'll we'll get a lot of, you know, because the Falcons got a lot of holes. But, you know, it is one of those things where it is frustrating, where it's just like, even if they had picked different players, if you want to play that revisionist historian game that so many people love to play, like, they'd still probably be looking at getting more explosive, because, you know, you, you just got to keep chipping away at that. But, you know, it, it's very frustrating to watch this team, you know, do the thing that they've done all year long, which is... Once you think they've taken a step forward, you know, the very next week they take, you know, two steps back, if you want to say it there. And, you know, that's going to lead to some major questions about this coaching staff and and whether Arthur Blink is going to, uh, you know, cut ties with them after this week. But, you know, they still got a shot to make the playoffs inexplicably, despite, you know, just completely (laughs) screwing the pooch, as they say. And I don't know if that's an appropriate thing to say, but, you know, that's that's what they've been doing um, these last couple of weeks. So we'll see if the Falcons continue to do that or um, in how that affects Arthur Blank's decision making. But we'll break down sort of what Arthur blanks I mean, sorry, Arthur Smith's job status is moving forward on today's Locked on Falcons. Now, guys, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is prize picks. And now that basketball season is here, you can now... Enter into their specials league where you can combine projections from different leagues, different sports. You want to combine NHL, NBA, college basketball, college football, NFL. It's all available available on prize picks. And if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250, and it's just easy. Just pick two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats. And the more entries you make, the more money you can make up to 25 times your money. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code in lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL with promo code locked on NFL. Prize is daily fantasy made easy. So, guys, um, continuing today's episode, want to plug the Locked on Sports Today 24 7 streaming channel where you can get insight to all the leagues across all the sports. Here on the Locked On Podcast Network, getting the first of its kind, Locked On Sports Today, 24-7 streaming channel. <coughs> Sorry, and check out the Locked On Sports Atlanta 24-7 streaming channel as well. So, clearly, I did not deliver on that promise for less coughing, man. You know, COVID is doing its thing. But let's talk about Arthur Smith's job status. Over the weekend, we got another report from NFL Networks, multiple NFL insiders, the Ian Rappinports, Tom Palacero, et cetera. Uh, reporting over the weekend that Arthur Smith's job status is relatively safe. They were talking about m- multiple coaches, including Matt Eberflus in Chicago, talking about their job status. And, you know, the way that they sort of broke it down was that we're probably not going to see that many coaching changes outside of the ones that are already available, is basically what they said. But after today's performance, you know, Matt Everflus certainly reaffirmed, you know, potentially him keeping the job in Chicago uh Arthur Smith did not do the same thing in Atlanta. And as I said earlier, um you know, after last week I was like 94% chance Arthur Smith is back next year. And that 6% chance was sort of the <clears throat> sort of the leftovers where it was like well, this is a 6% chance that the Falcons could still lay an egg after this point and I'd have to revise this. And of course, Putting that number at only six percent was just foolish on my part because we are now in that six percent chance where the Falcons laid an egg and now we have to revise that number. And again, it's certainly not ninety-four percent. I still think it's probably greater than fifty, but you know, let's split the difference between fifty-one and ninety-four percent, and what is that, like a hundred and seventy-three something percent, or something like that. Let's go with seventy-two percent chance that Arthur Smith is back next week, and you know, that's entirely dependent on kind of how the Falcons perform. This upcoming Sunday against the Saints. Well, you know, I think it's still likely that he keeps his job, right? And the Falcons, you know, I don't quite know exactly how it works. I don't think the I don't think it's a win-in-your-in situation, even the Falcons beat the Saints next week, because I think you know they would have the eight-nine tiebreaker over the Saints because they swept them. But if the Bucks win next week, they'll be nine and eight. So they'll get in and win the division. And I have no idea how the wild card is, is going. I think a lot depends on what happens in this four o'clock game between the Steelers and Seahawks. As I'm recording, it's the fourth quarter, the Steelers are up. So as I'm sitting here talking, I I guess the Falcons still have a extremely low outside probability of winning the seven seed. If certain things go their way, like if if Seattle loses, I don't, you know, I don't know if the Rams and and Seahawks are playing next week. Who, Who knows at this point, but, um, You know, I don't know if it's going to depend on the Falcons winning next week or making the playoffs. Uh, You know, I think it's going to depend on how they perform, right? It's going to be more about process than the results, right? Um, And the reason I I say that is because I think Arthur Blank wants to keep Arthur Smith. He's looking for any reason. And that was basically why last week I sat here on this podcast and said there's a 94% chance he's going to be back because last week's game was, to me, that reason for Arthur Smith to. Uh, Arthur blank to justify. I'm sorry. Um, confusing my Arthurs. Um, you know, <laughs> sorry for going off these tangents, guys. I was just thinking about Arthur with the, um, uh, the cartoon Arthur with the, the fist, the angry fist <laughs> that's, that is, that symbolizes, you know, all the Arthurs here in Atlanta, just angry fists all around. Um, but Arthur, the Yardvark for those of you that don't know that reference. Um, but anyway, what was I talking about? I, I completely lost my train of thought. I don't think Arthur Blank wants, I think he's looking for any reason to keep Arthur Smith. And I thought last week's game was the reason he would need to do so. But then I feel like, you know, this week's game completely negated it. And it, it's not, the. it's not, again, It's. I don't think it's the fact that the Falcons lost to the Bears, right? I, you expected the, the, the Bears were favored. You know, I went into this game thinking the Falcons would lose, but uh, you thought they would be more competitive given that these were two evenly matched teams. We talked about it, right? We talked about it, It's like, okay, well, it's probably going to boil down to who the best quarterback is. We'll talk about Justin Fields and his performance later in the episode. And he clearly showed he was the better quarterback. You know, I, I got to take my shots at Taylor Heineke. So I'll, I'll take my shots later in the episode uh, uh, on that. You know, the Heineke hive is, uh, you know, the hive is dead, but uh, <laughs> sorry. I don't know, man. You got you to gotta smile through the pain. But I do think ultimately Arthur Blank wants to keep Arthur Smith. Will he keep Arthur Smith? Who knows? If it was me, as I've said, I've said this before. What I think the Falcons are going to do is not what I would do, guys. Right? But one of the things I, I try to do on this podcast is we talk about what the Falcons do, not about what I would do. This, you know, this show is, you know, even though I do have that ego. No, no, I don't. I'm so humble. But, you know, it's not about what I would do. It's it's about what this team does and try to explain what what is going on with the team. And I think we do a pretty good job of that, if I say so myself. I'm sure there will be three commenters that will disagree with that assessment. Um, and they'll get like 24 likes. And I'm just like, how? But anyway, <laughs> just like this clearly a lot of people that are not enjoying the show. But uh <laughs> that's just that's a me problem guys. So we'll, we'll see how we figure that out in 2024, but um I do think the Falcons want to keep Arthur Smith. Whether they should or not is a separate conversation. I again, as I've said before, if if it hasn't been clear, if it was up to me and I have basically said this since the Panther game, I would probably cut ties and just start over, right? That you know, Arthur Smith's in vision for um You know, this rebuild is not developing the way that I would like it to for a lot of the reasons that we've discussed all year long. Um, And so I would probably just cut ties and and start fresh, but I don't think Arthur Blank is going to make that choice, but we'll see, right? You know, three years ago, I sat here utterly convinced going into that final game in 2019 or four years ago, I guess now, um, thinking that. Dan Quinn was going to get fired, and then the word came out like the Friday before that. I think that was a finale against the Bucks, where um, he was like, "Oh, Dan Quinn's coming back." So I was just like, "Okay." Like if you had asked me probably then, I was uh, I probably would have said like ninety eight percent chance that Dan Quinn gets fired. So you know we'll we'll see how that changes and evolves over the next week or two. We still got Black Monday, but it is it is very like basically it's just like. This is why you don't because it's like every time, as I said before, you take progress, you take a step back. And it's just like if you had just gotten steady progress over the course of the season, if we had just gotten good play, like again, it's not to sit here and say that the Falcons would have finished, you know, after the bye week six and one or anything like that. But if they had just consistently put their better foot forward, you know, five out of these last seven weeks rather than just like two out of the last, six so far we'll see what they do next week against the saints like you would feel so much better about arthur smith in this direction or at least you could whether whether you personally felt that better you could at least understand i get why arthur blank feels the way that he feels even if i don't necessarily agree with him you know what i'm saying like but we have played six games since the bye week and you know all year long i've been talking about it's not how you start it's how you finish and as i said you got a really good performance against the saints in week 12 Right. And then you got a really good performance last week in week 16 against the Colts. And then it's just been bad. Right. And then if you want to factor in the pre-buy stuff, you know, those last three games prior to the buy. So you're looking at a situation, you know, since the Falcons went four and three. And, um, you know, we're in first place in the division and seem like, okay, you know, they're going to take care of business. You know, you're looking at a team that's, what, three and three and six since then? And unfortunately, all of those losses have been, like, really embarrassing losses. Arizona, pa- Carolina, Tennessee, Minnesota, um, Tampa Bay, you know? And it's just been very, very disappointing. Um, now the Bears uh, is throwing this one as the sixth one. So... That's why it's, it feels so frustrating. And and I I completely understand why everybody is, you know, out on Arthur Smith, as I've said before, I don't think all the Falcons problems stem from Arthur Smith. I don't think it's as simple as, Hey, if we just replace the coach, um, you know, this team is going to be great or anything like that. Again, I think they have so many issues. They got to solve quarterback, get more explosive on offense, figure out what's going on with the offensive line, improve this pass rush. And, and after today's game, You know, the secondary that we've been touting as the strength of this defense, um, you know, does not look like a strength anymore after what DJ Moore did to them today. Um, So again, that's why, like I sit here and I say, like, even if they do fire Arthur Smith, I don't think it solves all the team's problems. It solves one problem. And maybe, you know, that starts a domino effect that solves other problems, but we'll just sort of have to see how that all plays out, but we'll wrap up today's episode having a, conversation about that other big glaring problem beyond the coaching staff that is the quarterback and um we'll talk about you know what direction this team may be headed and if justin fields you know won his audition today and we'll break that down to wrap up today's locked on falcons now the weather is getting colder but the nfl offers stay hot at FanDuel america's number one sportsbook Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with a winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. It's an app that's super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So all you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you'll stay warm and cozy this winter, whether you're betting NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, all that and more. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So uh, tomorrow, you know, we will start the new year with a second pass of this game as, as usual. Uh, we'll see what emerges on upon rewatch. But uh, let's talk about the quarterback conversation, right? And let's talk about Justin Fields, right? You know, as someone who was, you know, anti-Fields, I guess you would categorize me, right? You know, we live in this black and white world where you either like a player or you hate a player, right? Which is, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the Heineken Hive in a second. But, you know, us us anti-fields people, you know, let's embrace it, or down bad today. Because he, he balled out today. Give him credit. Personally, I think he's only played well for like four games this year. But, you know, certainly this is going to add plenty of fuel to the fire for those people pushing for fields To be acquired by the Atlanta Falcons as the solution to their quarterback problem next offseason. This offseason, let's talk about Heineke. Heineke did not ball today. The Heineke Hive took a a major hit today. So I'm 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 looking forward to not seeing those comments from the folks that are insisting that I'm just hating on Taylor Heineke for no reason. And if you missed the game, Taylor Heineke threw threw the hat trick of, of interceptions. Right. You know, as as I said, I've been saying all year long you know, Heineke ain't protecting the football, you know, you know, we, we'll see what the film says, but you know, this probably won't be Heineke's worst game. (laughs) That that Vikings game was atrocious. It'll probably be his second worst game, but we'll, we'll see, you know, if, if there's any sort of redeemingness of Taylor Heineke, obviously the question is going to be, who's going to start next week against the saints. Arthur Smith said post game that Heineke's, Heineke did exit the game with about four minutes left. Taylor Desmond Ritter came in the game. He threw a pick. Um, you know, got to keep the 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 thing going. At least Ritter's excuse was he got hit as he or his arm got hit as he was thrown. So that led to an underthrow. Heineke's excuses are he just made poor choices. Um, but you know, Arthur Smith said that Heineke exiting the game was more related to his injury and. Apparently his ankle became more bothersome as the game wore on his, his leg. His foot got stepped on, uh, on that last drive he was in on and that contributed to reaggravating that injury. And when asked who's going to start next week, Arthur Smith basically said, we just got to figure out who's healthy. But you know, his comments were basically the assumption is the job is still Taylor Heineke's, but it will depend heavily on who's healthy. So again, that's another conversation about Arthur Smith. With the quarterback carousel or musical chairs, as it's been often referred to over the last several weeks, two months, um, so that will be certainly a topic of discussion as the week unfolds. You guys know who I think they should start, and of course, it's Logan Woodside <laughs> at this point in time. Um, so we'll we'll see if we if, if you know. I'm trying to think of a clever, plucky name for Woodside Hive, but I, I can't think of it. So. Um, you know, the Woodside stands, I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, we'll see if, if those people are going hard uh, this week. So, you know, it, it is your time to shine. So uh, we'll see. But I stand by the previous statement I've made about the Falcons' future quarterback situation. My, the gut feeling I have, and I, you know, I, I don't have any inside information on this, but just the vibes I get from covering this team. And as I've said, so humble, you know. I think I cover this team better than anybody. Um, I think if Arthur Smith is back, the Falcons would prefer a more proven option like a Kirk Cousins than a Justin Fields or someone like that. We'll see. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson has created a lot of uh, headlines in recent weeks. We'll see about that. I, like I, I, know Arthur Blank would love to have you know Sierra and Russell Wilson, you know, as as a marketing uh, marketability thing. You know, I don't know if Arthur Smith and company will vibe with Russell Wilson, given you know he doesn't really fit the sort of play action, let's attack the middle of the field type of offense that he would like to run. But you know, certainly if uh, Arthur Smith is out the door, you know that opens up the, the possibility of of different alternative options at the quarterback position. But as far as I I'm concerned, I think Kirk Cousins is kind of the perfect fit for what Arthur Smith I think is looking for in this offense. And I say that not because I think Kirk Cousins is a great option for the Falcons. There's real concerns about Kirk Cousins and how much he has left in the tank. But, you know, I think, I think it's fair to say that he's probably a safer bet at this point in time than a lot of these other options, just given the level of consistency consistently top 10 to 12 top 15 play that we've gotten from Kirk Cousins for like what, like, Eight years in a row, you know, so like that, that's kind of where I think if you're Arthur Smith, why you would lean in that direction, not to mention he's a perfect fit in the play action heavy, let's attack the middle of the field offense, let's make smart decisions. Let's be, you know, like he's everything that the Falcons wanted out of Desmond Ritter this year in their offense, that if the highest person on Desmond Ritter on the planet, what you thought Desmond Ritter could have been is basically what Kirk Cousins has been for like eight years. That's why, like, to me, that's a marriage made in heaven. But I know, at least to the Locked On Falcons Discord, a lot of those people push back on that idea in the conversations we were having there, link in the description below, all week long because they're convinced that, you know, there will be a reunion between Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see about that, right? There's a lot of moving parts there. So the quarterback conversation still remains to be concerned. That's going to be the big topic of conversation. For the Falcons, once we get into the offseason, after the topic of who's going to be the head coach gets answered. And we'll find out in about eight days on whether or not, you know, that's going to be Arthur Smith or somebody else. So, you know, for the next eight days, we'll talk about the head coach. And then for the next 80 days, we'll talk about the quarterback. Right. That's that's basically how we'll break down. So we'll, we'll probably get a resolution to that quarterback conversation. You know, does that actually line up to be 80 days? It's pretty close by mid-March. So yeah, that's that's probably that's probably about accurate. So eight days about the coach, 80 days about the quarterback. So um that will be the topic. We'll we'll continue uh talking about this game and what went wrong for the Falcons. And maybe we'll find some things that went right for the Falcons. You know, Tyler as you had a 75 yard touchdown on a screen pass. Hey, you know, Taylor Heineke and screens, man. Maybe we just, just run screens all all game long next week against the saints. So maybe that's the secret to our success is run screens. Um, But we'll break it down on locked on Falcons. Continue to make us your first listen and first watch shout out to the everydayers. Check out locked on sports, Atlanta, their 24 seven streaming channel. Check out locked on sports. Today's 24 seven streaming channel. Check out locked on NFL. If you want to get caught up on all the action uh, around the NFL, I'm sure. I believe it's Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens who does the Monday show. So check that out. Uh, I'm sure Kevin has a better idea on what's going on with every team's playoff uh, situation than I do. So that's worth checking out, but we'll probably discuss that as the week unfolds and once that picture is a little bit clearer later on Sunday night. So that's going to do it for us, guys. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys sticking with me in 2023 i hope you continue to stick with me in 2024 i hope you have a happy new year go out enjoy yourself right just forget your troubles your new year's resolution should be i do not care about the atlanta falcons anymore <laughs> you know as i said after the panthers loss you know psychologically spiritually i'm over the atlanta falcons and that remains true to this day And hopefully as we enter a hellscape of a year that is every election year here in the U.S., um, I hope that you find some bright light in 2024. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be the Atlanta Falcons, but hey, if if that's what your, you know, that's what your hope is, then do you. So that's going to do it for us, guys. Really appreciate it. Check out Lockdown Sports today. Locked On Sports Atlanta, Locked On NFL. It's all part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.